0: So just some closing thoughts. And then my, This is probably going to be a lot of parts, but some closing thoughts. God is a giver, not a taker. God is a judge or a father. When you don't have, and I've really been understanding the eternal security issue, um, you know, God is kind of this perpetual judge over you. You're never free. to I know and, uh, Dr. Andy Woods uses this analogy, Golden Gate Bridge. They put a net under that bridge, and the workers increased productivity because they weren't scared of dying anymore. They weren't, because they were falling to the water and just hitting it like concrete and dying. Um, they were safe. They were secure. Okay. So, uh, faith alone, you know, the free grid, it's, it's not fire insurance. It's I'm, I'm free to, I'm free to live for God, you know, abundantly and, 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 and not out of fear. Okay. Perfect. Love casts out fear for this fear. There's fear of judgment. This is first John chapter five, not chapter four. Okay. Perfect. Love casts out fear for this fear. There's, uh, you know, the f- expectation of judgment, fear of judgment. We have the, the, the penalties been taken. Jesus took it. That's the point. And this misses that completely. So you never have a, it says where there's still fear, there's so again, we need to define fear then because we have love and fear kind of contrasted there. So the fear that I have fear of displeasing God as a father, out of love, a loving father, I don't want to displease him. A fear of discipline, I don't want to go through painful discipline, which is for my good. You know, I can be stubborn and still look at pornography and do that. I don't want to, I don't want more, I don't want to be disciplined, you know, which is still for my good. Uh, I don't want to miss out on what God is doing, you know, entering the promised land, my typology, which I don't want to misuse. Example, you know, I don't want to wander the desert. I want to enter into what God has for me, so to speak, okay, in this life. I want to be fully rewarded, right, for what God is doing. The doctrine of rewards, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, right? The beam of seat judgment of Christ, you know, the wood, hay, and stubble, the the um, the precious jewels being burned up, the motives of my work. Is it, am I doing it? Out of pure? That's rewards, right? I don't want to miss out on it. This is, you know, an eschatology position I have. But, you know, the messianic kingdom, you know, Jesus coming back to earth, reigning. I, I can't believe that, but... You know, reigning with Christ, being a king and a, being kings and queens with Christ—that's you know, the children of God are. You know, being prepared for that, being able—you know—here you've done well with what I give you the talents. Of, I hope mean, I'm you know correctly interpreting that parable. You know, you know, here go rule over ten cities. You know, like just I want to like that's why I'm not. It's not just oh fire insurance. I don't want to go to hell. It's so much more than that. God wants you to be a son. He wants you to be a co-heir to rule with them. You know, to have the crowns. Right. You know, the one who overcomes will receive the crown of life. You know, this is uh, James chapter one. So it's like is really important stuff you know and so that's why i'm that's the fear i don't want to miss out on that i don't want to hurt god and the person who was a uh, former um plm staff they told me what changed their life was when they said i'm tired of hurting you jesus i'm tired of hurting you god can't be hurt our stoic philosophy version of god's immutability yeah but god has emotions god regretted god grieved to his heart when he had to send the flood Right? Well, when he saw the wickedness, well, not when he saw the flood, but God was grieved to his heart when he saw the wickedness of mankind before the flood. Grieved to his heart. God's emotions are perfect. See, we're made in His image. We've emotions flawed and broken, just like our minds are. Both need to be renewed—the mind and the heart, emotions and the mind. It grieves him when, when I sin. I'm like, I don't want to hurt him. It's like a wife. You know, James chapter uh, four or five. You know, adulteress is weep and mourn. You know, you are. Don't you understand what you're doing to God? Essentially, you know. So I'm committing spiritual adultery with god when you look at pornography when you sin habitually that's what that is weep and mourn that only makes sense if you are saved you know you've been god's not divorcing you every time you start sinning too much oh that's it okay we're done it's like no he's always there and that's why james is saying that you know grieve do you understand what you're doing to god you know that's kind of the picture i get you know with that adulteress, like on faith spiritual adultery see the big picture see what's going on so that's that's kind of that yeah, but God, so God is judge to the world, but even as a judge, he wants everyone to be saved. Okay, so I love this verse. So John 1, a couple of verses, John 1, 12. So God, I relate only to him as a father, but someone who doesn't trust in Jesus, they relate to him as, as, as purely just as judge. But this is what the judge wants. Okay, but to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, so that's how you receive him, believe he gave, see, you have human agency. That's what I'm trying to point out. He gave the right to become children of God. Okay, when the Holy Spirit convicts you, and I believe it's, Jesus says, I'll draw all men to myself. Okay, God is drawing everyone, period. The Holy Spirit's convicting the whole world. Okay, meaning when the Holy Spirit comes to convict you, you have a human agency choice. Okay, I'm not a five-point Calvinist deterministic person. Okay, he gave right to become children of God. 2 Peter 3, 9. The Lord is not slow to fulfill the promise, as some count slowness, but is patient towards you, not wishing that any should perish. But that all should reach repentance, okay? And I'm defining repentance as changing their mind to faith in Christ, okay? Okay, here we go. Here's my favorite one. one, First Timothy two three through four. This is good and pleasing in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all people to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Okay, that's a great one. Desires <laughs> so all to be saved, and then you start oh the two wills of God. It's like okay, whatever. <laughs> the point is that judge, okay. Someone's told me, I don't know if this is true, but hell was created for Satan and his angels. When we sin, we are of the devil, right? Aligning ourselves to the devil, okay? Remember, Jesus pays it all, but still, we're still, even as Christians, aligning ourselves, right? Because I don't want anyone to perish. I don't want anyone to go there. I want them all to be my sons and daughters. But the only way they can be sons and daughters is if they accept what I've done for them. See what I'm saying? We plead with the world, 2 Corinthians 5, 20. Therefore, as gods ambassadors for christ god making his appeal god making his appeal through us that's me and you we implore you on behalf of christ be reconciled to god so God's making his appeal right priests represent god we are a king israel's so a kingdom of priests right okay so then and then also the church is representing god so so there's that you know be reconciled please you know it's your choice you when the holy spirit convicts you it's on you now okay because you have the choice because you've you've been convicted, so um, yeah. So without trusting that Jesus paid it all, you still relate to God with all your debt, sin debt from birth um it's how all are born into this world garden of eden and i see again the garden of eden is a choice of love he's he's allowing it's hard i, I really wrestle with the concept of original sin you know god wanted to show his mercy on everyone i think it says in romans you know everyone's in disobedience but you know he put that tree there it's a choice are you going to do like like we're not robots oh everything's perfect you know but, but and then there's something about like in the fall we are seeing the beauty of god too to restore man too like like Wild man is a wild man is in sin, doesn't deserve it. No one deserves it. No, 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 God but, but? this is who I am. I am love. God is love, and He's like, let me let me provide a way, let me satisfy my wrath on myself. You know, this is the Trinitarian God. He's dealing with the punishment of sin within Himself. It's beautiful. It's profound. He's like, come and just relate to me as a father now. So there's something profound and beautiful right there. So, you know, First John four seven through eight. God is love. Uh, Romans five eighteen. God chose His love for us for that. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Okay, the Messiah, right? The promised Redeemer, right? And that's God himself, by the way. Jesus, God himself, showing up. Second member of the Trinity, be specific. Second member of the Trinity. So become righteous with no cost, simply by trusting to you. Okay, cost Jesus everything by simply trusting. That's how it's applied to you. That's the point. Trust isn't a work, okay? The Calvinists are freaking out. By trusting. This is how you receive perfect righteousness before God. Trust that Jesus provided it with his death and resurrection. Now you enter sanctification, so justification is done. God only deals with you as a perfectly loved son. God's glory and goodness and our personal goodness or humanity's goodness, they go hand in hand. Like when you understand God is good, you know, part of God's glory is that he is loving and good to us and wants to meet our needs. Mercy, like a need meeting mercy. That's how Rex Andrews defines it, which I thought was really cool i mean god's glory is a beautiful thing i mean that's that's why we live our lives for it and then i think a lot of people who talk about god's glory i don't think are actually glorifying god because they make come into this like selfish god who's proud and honestly i struggled with that for years that's why i hated god so much for many years so i really understand atheists and agnostics i get it they're lies i mean you're believing lies i mean when you really see god for who he is and it's sad i do too so i have sympathy for that Lots of sympathy for that. So yeah, so I talk about suffering. You know, God even using suffering in life—that's a whole other topic. But yeah, so God isn't trying to to you know they, they have a lot of like crossing will at, at uh, pure life. You know, I mean, God's not, God's not trying to destroy your will. He's, he want he wants you to surrender out of love. Okay, to trust Him, not lean on your own understanding, and in all your ways acknowledge Him. But he's not like it's not a destroying His relationship. We just want to. See. Okay, it's like a tool on a shelf theology. It's like you're just a tool on a shelf now. God needs to use you here. Okay, He's done with you. It's like, what? No, God is it's a relationship so god taught me a lot there um forgiveness and trust are different i mean love and ple- being pleasing someone is different you know i've been on the receiving end or i've been on the one who isn't trustworthy but forgiven i've been the one who's loved but not uh, pleasing you know, in my own relationships and just hurting people oh just awful but i i wasn't trustworthy oh you looked at porn again okay well I can't trust you but i forgive you you know that kind of thing Ugh, and i'm just <clears throat> but now i know how to walk it out right i didn't you know, it all comes down to walking with God. Wow, but um, yeah. So that's kind of how I was appealing. I was like, I forgive you guys, right? I mean, I don't hold. I'm not gonna hold debt against you. God doesn't hold your debt against you. I'm not gonna keep you in my debt prison, but I'm gonna release you, and God's gonna deal with you, in love, maybe in discipline, restorative discipline, right? If you're not listening, and same same goes for me, you know. And that's why I'm trying to be honest. I'm like, I'm, this is just my 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 perspective on things. Yeah, he God really removed the deterministic thinking. It's funny how like like naturalism, pure naturalism. Oh all choices are just physical laws and chemicals in the brain leads to determinism. And then, you know, there's even religious Christian, Christian determinism. And I'm like, guys, stop it. Like, you know, I like C.S. Lewis's analogy. I think it was C.S. Lewis, you know, God's the teacher and you're the student on the desk. He's giving you control of your desk, but he's going to, you know, judge what you've done with your work, you know, on your desk. And so it's, I think that's a good analogy. Like our, our understanding of sovereignty is very man, man-like. man It's just limited. It's like, oh, God has to, he, he ordains everything. Uh, you know, it's like, Okay. I get it. I, I mean, you really love God's sovereignty. I I think I still think God's sovereign. I just think it's bigger than what you're saying. I you know, it's actually limiting God's sovereignty if you believe it or not, but yeah, human agency, divine agency, help me God. That's my prayer of my life, you know, and I'm tempted, I'm like, "Help me God. Help me. I want to go, you know, uh, look at porn. Help me." And God shows up. He helps me. He provides a way of escape. you got to believe that. He provides a way of escape. And then, like, my heart just starts to change. I'm like, oh, I don't, God, I don't want this. You know, you the new self doesn't want that. But I can choose, this is Romans 6, 7, 8, to set my mind. I am in the Spirit, but I can set my mind on the things of the flesh. I can be led by the flesh. I can set my mind on the things of the flesh. Or I can be led by the Spirit, set my mind on the things of the Spirit, which is pleasing to God, right? Okay, so that's, that's that uh forsaking sin repentance you know i'm aligning my with this is sanctification i'm aligning my will with god i'm like god i want you know i want what's good it says god's will is perfect pleasing and acceptable who doesn't want what's good perfect pleasing and acceptable i mean this is god's will my like, god i don't see it i trust you you're good that's what the bible that's what the bible says romans it says it in romans yeah big thing for you is not not choosing to believe lies i'm gonna end with this i love plm i really do pure life ministry steve gallagher pastor steve gallagher all you guys um Part of me is, I'm mainly grieved, I think, just saddened because the love you, there is a love of God that you are missing. There is a depth of God's love, like there is a, just a relational aspect of love that doesn't have all this crushing and and crossing, it's just beautiful and it's a surrender. It's, it's different. And, and and I think the reason that you guys, some of you, some of you treat men the way that you do there and operate, it's it's because of that. And I'm, I'm gonna pray, just God, show them this love, bless them. Pray that you would restore them to what you have. And if I am an heir, God, show me. Show me. I was dismissed. I was. I didn't submit to their doctrine. You know, I didn't submit to their position. I, I didn't believe I could honestly do it. You know, God, I believe you took me out of, I was there exactly like three months, pretty much. And I just pray God bless them. I They are my brothers. Many of them have such a deep heart. And, and God, if any of them there are abusive, are doing wickedness, um, deal with them in love. And I pray that you would make that place what you would have it to be, that they would be in complete partnership with the Holy Spirit, God, and truly seeing men set free. To live an abundant life, not just you know, well, am I going to heaven or hell? No, but just be abundant. and I pray that for PLM. Um, it, I mean, you were a a part of my life. That's why, I mean, I really think that I mean, god's using you. He is using. I mean, He wants to be with you and walk with you, but He's also using you even despite some of this stuff, because He just loves us. He's just merciful. He just wants to help. He's like, oh, these men are losing their marriages. I have to help them, and PLM is the only thing there. <laughs> like you know, so. But I do love you guys, and you know, I hope that you, you know, see that I'm I'm trying to be honest. You know, I, I I really am like seeing victory in my life, and and it's through this relationship of love I have with God. It's not out of fear of hell, it's not out of, you know, just you know I needed to repent correctly. No, I was saved, and and, and God's moving, it. and this is an issue of sanctification and loving God and and worshiping Him. A worship disorder. Are you worshiping God or are you worshiping porn and self? Like, we get that self. But even then, my self, it gets wrapped up in who God is. It's like, you know, it's like a union with Christ. Like, it's me and him. It's, But, you know, it's like Jesus. Like, you know, when Jesus denies himself, right, it's out of love. Surrender. So I surrender my self-life, my will. And then I have a new self that is on the same team with God. And I think that was something that I felt like there was all death and no resurrection, all old self and no new self, you know the putting on the new self i mean that's regeneration by the holy spirit has to be born from above born again he says to nicodemus jesus says that's that's the that's the spiritual birth right then you know believe you were born again regenerated um at the moment of salvation so i'm not i don't think it happens before no that'd be more of a calvinistic perspective but at the moment you trusted you're saved you're sealed for the day of eternity you know i mean you know i just i I hope some of you you know maybe some of this stuff resonates with plm uh i don't know who's gonna watch this friends family people thinking they're gonna go there this is my perspective my experience people who just sexual addiction in america in the world like this is a big issue and i want to deal with it i want to do something about it want to help people Want to share what what's happening it's been a long journey for me and i'm telling you like now i'm at home and i'm like wow like this hasn't happened before you know being at uh, plm like there weren't temptations but like i came home oh there are temptations and i gave in a few times but it's like oh wait now this is ha- like this is ha- and realize there's a lot of work god had to do about like just me knowing him leaning on him crying out to him walking with him and that was was it all possible back then yeah but it was like a process i was on to walk with god and i that's the key you know all these addictions all this stuff all the habitual sin—it's like a worship disorder it's like you know are you are you communing spending time with god worship and it sounds just fe- walking fellowship you know thanking glorifying which means you know rightly wow look that's god wow he's a thing worthy of attention and searching i mean yeah keep praying for me you know it's it's i mean it, it is a you know it did come down to a teaching thing but i just I, I wish you guys well i pray you know for you guys you know and and just continue to, to just seek god seek jesus what you told me seek jesus uh but please just see that you must rightly divide the word of truth was that first timothy 215 515 215 right. rightly divide the word of truth so that was that was what was on my heart so this might be i don't know how many persons just god bless them amen and thanks for anyone who actually listened this long bye-bye